And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, he scores! Martina Kucherov wins it in overtime! Saved by Vasilevsky, and he keeps it out of the net. Reaching behind him, he had it in his glove. Now for a feed in front of Kelly, he scores! And has won it in overtime! Steven Stamkos has reached 60 goals! Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. How's everybody been? Oh, man, it feels good to be back. Uh, I, some of you probably assumed I took some time, much-needed time off uh, just to relax, refuel, and now I'm back, ready to go. On today's show, we'll be discussing pretty much all the things that I've missed uh, since I've been out. We'll be talking about Doc Emmerich, the whole Mitchell Miller situation that's going on with Arizona, just an absolute PR disaster for the Arizona Coyotes, um, and and what that means for not only their franchise, but you know just how that relates to the rest of the league. And uh, we'll also be discussing the NHL rankings, some very interesting rankings that the NHL just released on how some teams stack up, uh, the Lightning right now in that ranking system are number one. I will tell you why I do not agree with that at all. So we will be discussing that, all that exciting stuff as well. So let's start off the show with a little bit discussing the Doc Emmerich retirement now, I believe probably a week or so ago, probably two weeks now. uh, Doc Emmerich, longtime NHL commentator, uh, announced he would be retiring after 47 seasons uh, in the broadcast booth, and just what what a fantastic career! I mean, I don't think there was a single person out there that did not like Doc Emmerich as an announcer. Um, I have said, I don't know if on this show, but I have said in the past, you know, numerous times that Doc was probably the sole reason as to why I would watch certain games. You know, if it was. A national game and there was you know if there wasn't a matchup that wasn't exactly appealing or maybe it was a playoff series that I wasn't exactly into um, I would still tune in just because of you know just the way uh, Doc Emmerich how he just certain things he said during the game just how he articulated uh, things it, it was he was just probably I think in my opinion if you look at all the the major sports he's definitely top five in my book, absolutely. Um, so yeah, hell of a career for Doc. It's not going to be the same without him. Um, you know, go ahead and tweet to us at the show on Twitter at lo underscore lightning. Let us know what are some of your favorite memories of Doc Emmerich. Um, mine have just been literally every playoff playoff game that he's announced. Um, actually, there was one during my time at believe it or not mlb.com where he was in the booth for a pirates game and he was and he was doing some of the play-by-play and doc would have been a great baseball announcer so maybe he uh uh that would have been cool to see him do that as well but you know what we loved him uh announcing hockey and you know what uh hopefully they replace him with someone that's good i would imagine next in line is probably gonna be kenny albert uh, he seems like the second-in-line guy, or maybe NBC 
tries and gets uh, Gary Thorne to come back. Uh, I don't know if how many of you remember when Gary Thorne was a play play announcer in hockey. Uh, he most notably, if you maybe don't know who Gary Thorne is, he's done play by play for the Baltimore Orioles uh, for I I mean probably the last handful of seasons at least. I, I know he used to do stuff in New York. I believe he was the announcer for, I want to say, the Islanders. Uh, and then he also, in our intro, he's the announcer. Uh, he, he used to do the ESPN NHL games. So he was the announcer that made that call at the 2004 Stanley Cups uh, for when the Lightning won. So, you know, they, they definitely do have a lot of options to go with. Hopefully they do make the right decision uh, because I'm sure – I speak for everyone when I say that, you know, the the announcing during this past Stanley Cup playoffs was abysmal when Doc wasn't in the booth. So, uh, yeah, just, you know, great career, but sad to see him go. But you know what? Can't last forever. So moving on to a topic that I spoke with Chris Masilli, my co-host on Locked on NHL on the national show on today's episode. And if you haven't it, uh, when when that drops, go ahead and definitely like and subscribe, download that, listen to that episode. We get into a lot of things, but uh, this is a storyline that's been going on for, I guess, probably the last week or so, or probably since the draft. Uh, Mitchell Miller, uh, fourth-round draft pick by the Arizona Coyotes. Now, it's a very unfortunate story. Now, there's I was very much on the fence when I s- went into our discussion on the national show. Uh, to talk about this because this is a it, it's a very difficult situation to talk about now I'm not going to get into specifics about what exactly Miller did when he was 14 15 years old he was in eighth grade uh, but and if you want to know what the, the details are they are out there on the internet so go ahead but I, for, I'm just you know the, just to put it simple um what he did was disgusting and probably one of the lowest things you could ever do to another human being. Um, to put it simple, what he did was humiliate and basically torture another human being who had at the time the mental, I, I guess still does, the mental capacity of a 10-year-old. Uh, not only was this person mentally disabled and still is, but they were also a person of color. So on to add on to all of that torment that Miller put on his fellow classmate, he was calling him racist names, making him do very degrading stuff. And um, he didn't serve any jail time or anything like that. I think he, I think the most he had was 25 hours of community mandated service. But, now, you know, fast forward four years later, he's he got a full ride to University of North Dakota. He was drafted by an NHL franchise. And, you know, there's a lot of conflicting reports out there. And I'm kind of the person, and I'm sure I've said this at one point or another on the show, that I'm the kind of person who, when a certain storyline or anything really, looks at cert- looks at situations as to, there's three sides to everything. There's what one person said, there's what another person said, and then there's what actually happened. But in this situation, I mean, the facts don't lie. There, There's really no good way you could really twist this to where uh, 
Mitchell Mitchell Miller looks doesn't look bad in this situation. Um, you know, we are in the era of cancel culture, unfortunately, where it is very easy for someone's life to get ruined because of something they did years ago. Now, I was 14 once. I, I wasn't exactly a smart individual. Um, and just from, you know, based from my based off of my personal experience, yeah, do you grow as a person? mentally and emotionally from the time you're 14 to 18 yeah of course you are but not that much to where if you've made a certain mistake as Mitchell Miller has in this situation all I'm not completely confident that you are a changed individual now he came out and said that he was sorry for his actions he's a different individual now um you know, maybe if the Arizona and my co-host Chris Masilli made a great point, and you know, I have to piggyback on this as well, is that if he can't, if if the Arizona Coyotes went to his family and said, "Listen, uh, what what has been your how have how do you feel about Mitchell Miller uh, since the time of what has happened till you know now? Fast forward to today." Would you say that he has grown significantly at, in moral character and has changed who he was for the better? Um, and his family came back and, you know, if they gave him a good glowing recommendation, maybe we might be looking at this from a different sort of perspective. I mean, let's make no mistake. What he did was disgusting and there's no room for it in society. But at the same time, this was four years ago. Um, people make mistakes, but at the same time, not those kind of mistakes. Um, but if the Arizona Coyotes did that, which they didn't, by the way, they didn't go to his family or anybody around him to really ask, you know, who he was as a person, um, because there are certain reports out there. I'm hearing that he was very upfront with University of North Dakota as well as the Arizona Coyotes and as well as all of the teams in the NHL before the draft, uh, he disclosed what happened um, back then, all the details. He was very forefront. And then I'm hearing other reports about that he tried to sweep this under the rug with both of them. Uh, and when I say that, I mean not only the NHL, but as well as University of North Dakota. So it, it that's why I'm very, you know, Let's don't make no mistakes. I am I. Uh, what he did is just disgusting, and I think the best thing. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to play in the NHL, but what I believe he should do, uh, not only for himself, but as for considering everything that has gone on in the past maybe six months, I think that the best thing that would be good for everybody for to to give people time to ingest this and to kind of wait out this whole chaos which is ensuing from this is I think he should sit out this year. I think he should sit out sit out this year and really show that he has changed as an individual. Um really make more of you know because it's one thing to say that you've changed but you really need to show it through your actions now 
what does that mean through your actions? I mean, maybe be more involved, maybe reach out to the Hockey Diversity Alliance, maybe do some sort of joint statement, have a meeting with them, do something like that. Because if he doesn't, I firmly believe, and it's unfortunate because I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve a second chance. He does. Everybody does. Um, I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve to go out and be a, a member of society. He he does. I mean, we all have that right. But he needs to understand for this isn't just going to quietly go away. This is going to follow him for the rest of his career. It, even if he does do what he needs to do, this is an unfortunate mistake that he made when he was very young that's going to follow him for the rest of his life, especially if, you know, now that he's a professional athlete, now that he's in the NHL, especially now that the NHL is, has made all these steps to, to really squash down uh, racial inequality in the sport. Um, and they still have tons of work to do before they really get to a point where we're all satisfied with it. And where hockey is safe for everyone to play. Um, but I just think it was a situation in which he didn't have the right people in his life there to guide him. To maybe, you know, it, it could have been because, you know, racism, you're not born racist. Okay, you're, you're not born to hate. You're, you're, that's taught to you. So I don't know whether... You know, and I, I don't know anything about his family. I've never met the guy. Um, if he, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt right now and say, okay, he's trying, he, he's unfortunately paying for a mistake that he made four years ago, okay? But that's, with the nature of what he did, um, that's, that's reality now. And maybe, it, like I said, it could have been, like I was trying to say, it was, it was, Maybe a situation in which he didn't have the right people in his life to guide him. Maybe he had the wrong people in his life to guide him. And I, I just think it's a bad situation all around, especially, and it looks terrible on the, on the Arizona Coyotes, considering they have new management there now. Uh, they didn't have a draft pick until the fourth round, and you draft this guy? I mean, I, I don't know much about him. I just quickly glanced at his numbers. He looks like a decent fourth-round pick, but considering everything that all the baggage that comes with him is it really worth it i don't think so i i I think that regardless of what kind of player he was i don't really care if he was the next wayne gretzky um i don't think any franchise especially with everything that's gone on in the nhl all the storylines and just everything that's happening in society today I, I, I don't think it was the right time for this move. And I think that the best situation for all involved would to allow Mitchell Miller to step away from the game for the year. If he wants to work out, that's fine. But I think he needs to now prove it because doing something like that, getting a full ride, and then getting drafted into a professional hockey league, especially the NHL, it's not a good look. Um, so it, it's definitely a difficult situation. It's very disturbing situation. Uh, it's definitely something that I'm going to keep a close eye on going forward. 
So, yeah, um, that's unfortunately that's what's happened in the NHL. And that's still, unfortunately, some of the things that we're still talking about to in today's society. Uh, but it is what it is, right? Uh, we're just going to have to deal with it and take it as we go. So we're going to talk about some interesting NHL rankings in just a little bit. But first, we're going to get to some business and talk about one of today's sponsors, and that's rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for the last 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks to deliver directly to your door. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So now moving on to something more related to the Tampa Bay Lightning. I know maybe some of you have been maybe tired of that whole Mitchell Miller saga that's been going on and kind of, you know, you're like, Adam, you've been gone for a couple of weeks now. You're back and you're not even talking about the lightning. Well, I'm here to talk about the lightning, but not in the way you may, may want me to talk about them. So the NHL, NHL.com more specifically released their super 16, the top teams through the start of free agency. Um, this was released on October 22nd, so it's only seven days old. Um, and it's very interesting. Uh, I'm going to list off the, the teams starting at one and then down to 16. And then obviously we'll, we'll go from there. So the lightning are still at one. Um, you know, I, I not surprised, but I will discuss in a little bit as to why I think maybe they shouldn't be one by default. Uh, and then you got two with the Colorado Avalanche, three Vegas Golden Knights, four Dallas Stars, five the St. Louis Blues, six the Capitals, seven the Bruins, eight the Flyers, nine the Islanders, ten the Penguins, eleven the Hurricanes, twelve the Canucks, thirteen the Maple Leafs, fourteen the Oilers, fifteen the Flames, and sixteen the Blue Jackets. Um, now this was based off of, I guess, some sort of point system that the writers at NHL.com have to where each writer listed their own rankings individually. And then that was kind of brought together, you know, for, for first, first, first place votes, all that stuff. So, um, it's very interesting. And I was going through this list just a little bit. Uh, earlier today with Chris Masilli on the National Show, but I I don't. Here's the thing. I I mean, and we see this every year, and usually it's not that big of a deal. I mean, in my opinion, I don't really, especially in the off season, I don't really look at the rankings, and I don't really take them to heart. Um, obviously, if a team that deserves to be in a situ in a, in a spot is not in that spot or is lower than they should be. Then of course I'm going to point it out. I mean, if you're really going to take any stock in these rankings, really, like I said, the, the regular season um, is really the time to really, really focus on them. Now, 
with the lightning and I've seen just from off the just skimming through some of the the writers um, there's it's kind of split out of all the writers that they took kind of I guess a vote from uh, that the lightning are in first place and then for the writers that did not put the lightning ranked as number one uh, they are they have the either the avalanche or interestingly interestingly enough uh the vegas golden knights now here's my issue and i kind of made a little joke on the national show about this too i'm going to carry it over so i don't think that the if you're if if you're basing these rankings off of the probably some of the worst contracts in the nhl sure yeah you put the vegas golden knights there but there's only one team right now after everything that has happened. If we are ranking, if we are really going to put a lot of stock in this and and really focus on what team is really the best team in the NHL right now based off of the draft, the offseason moves that they've made, hands down, 100%, the Colorado Avalanche are the number one ranked team in the NHL. Make no mistake about it. Now, if you're the kind of individual that says the Tampa Bay Lightning or, in general, the, the defending Stanley Cup champions are the number one ranked team, regardless of what the offseason has, until maybe the regular season starts, I don't have a problem with that either. But personally, and if you've been a listener of this show for a long time, you know I'm very... I'm not going to sugarcoat things when it comes to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Of course, I root for them, but I'm I'm not going to sit here and lie to you just because you know I'm going to I'm going to be I'm going to be unbiased about my opinion. I don't believe the Lightning have done anything to improve themselves since the Stanley Stanley Cup Finals. I don't. I mean, you look at their roster, and I'm not even looking at it right now. I'm just going off the top of my head. They haven't really done anything. They've lost. They've lost key guys. Most notably, Zach Bogosian. I mean, Zach, if you want to come to me and tell me, well, you know, Zach Bogosian wasn't that big of a, you know, what, what, what is, how much is it going to matter if the Lightning don't have Zach Bogosian anymore? Well, guess what? It's a big deal. We saw it firsthand when he joined this team, how much of a difference his presence made once he actually had some sort of chemistry with this team. I mean, he was at one point playing on the first line with Victor Hedman during the playoffs. So that that just shows you how valuable he was to this team. Now, there's obviously some moves that the Lightning still need to make, but they've lost some guys. They really have. I mean, they lost Connor uh Carter Verhage, Um and and you know, there's there's some tough moves that they're still going to make because Right now, as the roster stands, I mean, they're not, they can't afford to do anything. So having said that, they, we're looking at a situation where opening, the opening season comes, whenever that is, uh, to where the Lightning might not have Tyler Johnson or Alex Kalorn or maybe two of those guys, or even, you know, there's some talk of Yanni Gord. Um, it's just the lightning, like I stated on my past show many weeks ago, is that they're in a tough situation. And the longer they wait to make that tough, this, 
they're in a tough place. And the longer they wait to make that tough decision, which they're going to have to make because they do have a lot of long, uh, long-term contracts, very, a lot of money on them. Um, and the thing that kind of they kind of dug this hole for themselves. Now, obviously, they were banking on the salary cap going up, which I'm sure all teams were. But they, them as well as Vegas, are the two teams in the NHL that have really not let themselves have enough room to make the necessary moves to fit in personnel. Um, I mean, we spoke about the whole situation in Vegas on the national show, I believe, a couple weeks ago when Alex Petrangelo uh, was signed there to that massive deal. But you look at this roster right now, um, just at the defenseman core, Eric Chernak, Braden Coburn, Victor Hedman, Ryan McDonough, and Mikhail Sergachev. And that's it. That's that's all we got at the NHL level. Um, Sergachev... Uh, needs to sign a deal. He's an RFA, so um, there's that. Um, I believe that, yeah, they just resigned Braden Coburn. Uh, I believe Eric Chernak was just resigned as well. Um, you can't expect the Lightning to to be able to compete at the same level they did this year with that defensive core. Now, I I don't really know what the the answer to all this is just because of the money situation. Um, I can't give you a clear cut answer as to what they do uh, to kind of fix this whole situation just because we're still waiting on, because there's no clear way to say it. They need to trade either Tyler Johnson or Alex Kalorn. Uh Tyler Johnson. It, it looks like right now, if he just, doesn't agree to a deal he's gonna have to spend the season or start the season at least in the AHL up in Syracuse so that's I I mean but to get back to my point Colorado is the best team in the league right now there's just everything they've done Joe Sackick just being an absolute genius uh, uh, out there in Colorado just from his his evil lair out in the mountains of Colorado just just pulling all the right switches and um you know just Having you know that great trade with with uh, Chicago, just just bamboozling them by getting Brandon Sod, and then also on top of that, convincing them to take it, some of his contract. Um, but there was one interesting thing that I saw out of all the individual picks from the Riders, and and I don't, I'm not trying, I'm not. This is not anything malicious. I'm just. It's very interesting, and maybe at one point we could get him on the show to discuss his picks. But Brian Compton of NHL.com, and I'm going to read you his rankings. Um, and they are some of them are very interesting. Now, if we're discussing teams, and, and a lot of these teams, and it seems like this wasn't just Brian Compton. I'm not singling him out. I'm only singling him out because of some of the interesting picks he made but to so his rankings were Vegas and one Tampa two Dallas three Colorado four the Islanders at five Vancouver six Boston seven St. Louis eight Capitals nine Flyers 10 Edmonton 11 Montreal 12 Calgary 13 Toronto at 14 Carolina at 15 
and the Rangers at 16. Now, I have some issues. I mean, there there's some other picks that I've seen that were just kind of eyebrow raising, but um, Vegas, number one, I, I don't get that. I mean, Colorado is one, hands down. Um, I believe Dallas got a huge bump because of their performance in the playoffs. Um, rightfully so. Uh, but at the same time, you, you know, that was just a hot streak. Teams get hot at certain times. Um, I thought rankings were supposed to measure level of talent. I'm not saying the Dallas Stars weren't a talented team. They showed it in the Stanley Cup Finals, giving the Lightning a hard time. But And then the Islanders at five is just very interesting, just very high. I, I think the Islanders do belong in the 16. Do they belong in the top 10? No. I don't. Uh, I think the Flyers should be up. I think if you're going to put any team in, in the number five slot, it's the Philadelphia Flyers. Yes, did they blow a series to the Islanders? Of course. But having said that, the Flyers are one of the most talented young teams in the NHL. Um, I spoke about it throughout the playoffs leading up to the Eastern Conference Finals, how the Flyers were definitely not one of the teams, were definitely one of the teams that I did not want to see the Tampa Bay Lightning play. Uh, of course, they got lucky. Do do I think that maybe things would have gone differently uh, if the Lightning were to have run into the Flyers? I don't know. I mean, you would have to play the games. <laughs> um, so... Just a lot of issues with this. I mean, I'm, I, I, and it's not just Brian Compton as well. I'm seeing other stuff. I'm seeing other rankings from other writers as well. The Minnesota Wild at 16 from another writer. Uh, Winnipeg at 16. The Predators at 14. Um, if you want to go to go to NHL.com, look at the rankings. Uh, you'll you could so you could follow along with me. But yeah, these are just very interesting picks i i would have to say out of out of the main ranking system i don't have too much of an issue with it except for maybe washington at six um but going back to originally what i was talking about i don't think the lightning deserve to be number one yes they're the stanley cup champions but they have done almost next to nothing throughout this whole free agency slash trade period to really show me that they're going to be able to continue the same level of success. I mean, it's very, I spoke about it not too long after the Lightning won the Cup that the the possibility of the Lightning repeating or going back to the finals was very low. I, I think that, do they have a chance to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah, of course they do. I still think they're good enough. They still have a very good core to where they can make a run to at least the Eastern Conference Finals. As for the Stanley Cup Finals, I believe all bets are off once he gets to the Eastern Conference Finals. And like we saw it this year, if you get hot, if you get hot at the right time, uh, anything could happen. So, yeah, um, you know, I know some people out there are maybe disagreeing with me. That's fine. Uh, tweet to us, of course, at LO underscore Lightning. Where do you rank the Tampa Bay Lightning at a, in the top 16 uh, in the NHL currently? Do you have them in your top 16 if you're doing the ranking system? So, yeah. So, go ahead. Tweet to us about that. Um, and we're just going to wrap up the show in just a little bit. But first, let's get to our last sponsor. And that's Built Go. 
Break through your wall, whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Go every day. Easy to take, 1.5 ounce packages. Put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever. Your golf bag to power through the back nine or put it in your pocket to get through the day. Bilco is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. How does Bilco work so well? Well, Bilco combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast-absorbing, so it gets into your system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Bilco is loaded with good stuff to ignite your workout. Bilco then kicks to keep me going, keep you going strong with B6, B12. Collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. So visit Bilco.com, use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off your next order at Bilco.com. So to end the show, i just like to say thanks for all of you who have been patiently waiting these last couple of weeks as I kind of just... I guess you could say decompressed, um, you know, with, you know, I I did need a vacation, but I'm glad to have you all back. I'm glad to get back in the swing of things and start talking about the lightning again, as much as it pains me to have seen them do absolutely nothing, uh, other than maybe make a couple of little signings here and there, nothing absolutely spectacular, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting off season going forward. We, they still got a long time. I mean, the plan is to have the season start at January 1st. I don't know how reasonable that is now with 32 teams. It was a little different, obviously, during the playoffs because he really didn't have as much, but we'll have to see. I, I We'll have to see what's going on in the world around January 1st, and uh, they'll they'll have to plan accordingly. So, And we'll, we'll talk about all that stuff as the news breaks. So, uh, go ahead once again, like, and subscribe to this podcast. And remember this podcast is available wherever podcasts are available. And you could go ahead and give me a follow on my personal Twitter account at AP Danker, D E N K E R. And go ahead once again and follow us at on Twitter at LO underscore lightning. And also give us a follow to our new Instagram page that is still sort of in the works. We'll have more content coming up on that uh, as the weeks go on. So that's been it today for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.